Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval, renaissance, and baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. Coming up, we'll explore the work of William Christie, early music pioneer and founder of Les Arts Florissants. But first, we'll take a look at the Parisian chanson, a genre of song made great by composers like Sandrine, Claudin de Sermisi, and Clément Janequin. Plus, we'll hear music by German composer Heinrich Isaac on a featured release by the ensemble Capilla Flamenca. Take a quick look back in time. We spun the wheel and it landed on 1486. Following long and bloody disputes, the Wars of the Roses came to an end. Lancaster and York were united through the marriage of Henry VII to his third cousin Elizabeth. The two were wed in January 1486 at Westminster Abbey. The joining of England's two noble houses was celebrated with the Tudor Rose, an emblem of red and white. The rose stood as a lasting symbol of the Tudor dynasty, particularly during the reign of Henry VIII. That same month, Martin Agricola was born. The German composer and music theorist wrote studies of musical rudiments aimed at performing musicians. He also wrote extensively on the subject of organology, the study of instruments. In 1529, Martin published his Musica Instrumentalis Deutsch. The treatise contains a collection of detailed woodcuts depicting instruments used in his age. Many of the woodcuts offer insight into the formation of the Renaissance consort. In September 1486, German scholar Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa von Nettesheim was born. Throughout life, Agrippa cultivated a fascination with the occult sciences, Resultant suspicion suspended his work on several occult tracts and made him a figure of great notoriety. Following his death in 1535, dark rumors spread. Many believed that before death, Agrippa summoned a familiar and sent it out into the world. Indeed, that familiar, a black dog, appears in subsequent legends about Faustus, including that by Goethe. In December 1486, Italian philosopher Giovanni Pico della Mirandola published his De Ominis Dignitate, or Oration on the Dignity of Man. The oration was meant to preface 900 theses on mankind's quest for universal knowledge. These theses evoke tenets of Greek, Hebrew, and Christian philosophy, weaving discordant schools of thought into a cohesive whole. Pico welcomed fellow scholars to Rome to debate his arguments. However, the progress of Pico's plan was soon impeded by Pope Innocent VII. The Pope called for a review of the theses and had 13 of them condemned. The remainder were deemed incendiary and offensive to all pious Christians. This has been a glimpse back in time to the year 1486. I'm Angela Mariani. You can find more about the people, events, and music from this era online in our blog section, along with early music t-shirts, totes, and books, in our gift store at harmoniaearlymusic.org.
The 16th century Parisian chanson is a genre of secular song that departs from the fixed forms that had been used in the past. Evocative imagery, rich emotion, and vivid scenes are commonly found within chanson texts, and the music itself often highlights nuances of the French language. Compositions by Sandrine, Claudin de Sermizy, and Clément Janequin, among others, are emblematic of the style, and each demonstrates different descriptive and lyrical characteristics. Pierre Regnon adopted the name Sandrine from a farce entitled La Savetier qui ne répond que chanson, or The Cobbler Who Responded Only in Song. Sandrine may have received musical training as a choir boy at the French royal court. By 1539, he was employed as a singer for the Chapelle du Roi, the King's Chapel, likely enjoying collaborations with Claudin de Sermizy. Within a few years, courtiers hailed the pair as two of the most highly respected musical figures at court.
Chanson from the French Renaissance. Ensemble Clement Janaquin, directed by Dominique Vis, perform a four-voice version of Claudin de Semisi's Auprès de vous, and the Scholars of London sang Pierre Sandrine's Je ne le crois. Another esteemed court musician and master of the Parisian chanson was Clement Janaquin. Janaquin held the positions of Chantre Ordinaire du Roi, singer ordinary to the king, or the king's singer, and then Compositeur Ordinaire du Roi, or composer ordinary to the king, or the king's composer, in his final years. The latter honor had only previously been bestowed upon Sandrine. Show me some. 
The Sixteen, under the direction of Harry Christophers, performed their rendition of Clément Chanaquin's La Guerre. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia. Music pioneer William Christie felt an affinity for Baroque music as far back as childhood. Christie was born in Buffalo, New York in 1944. Although none of his family members were professional musicians, each felt a passion for music and encouraged Christie's developing talent. His mother worked as a choir conductor at a local church, and it was there her son had his first taste of Renaissance and Baroque vocal repertoire. Despite his obvious skill at the harpsichord, Christie didn't initially plan to pursue the instrument seriously. At Harvard, he studied English and history, performing only occasionally with friends. Christie would have become a doctor if he hadn't gone into music. In 1966, he undertook postgraduate musical work at Yale. During that time, the Vietnam War was at its height, and protests raged across campus. For several years, Christie was enrolled in the Army Reserve and teaching at Dartmouth. In 1971, he traveled to Paris to study at the conservatory.
Music performed by Les Arts Florissants under the direction of William Christie. We sampled a scene from Act Two of Domenico Mazzocchi's La Catena d'Adone and heard the aria Dieu du Cossite et des Royaumes Sombres from Act Three of Marc Antoine Charpentier's Medea. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, publisher of Early Music America magazine, on the web at earlymusic.org. I'm Angela Mariani. Welcome back. We're looking at the work of William Christie in this hour on Harmonia. In Paris, Christie undertook daring musical explorations at a time when many classical music aficionados were still a bit skeptical about early music, historical performance, and period instruments. Into this scene arrived Les Arts Florissants, a Baroque music ensemble named for an opera by Marc-Antoine Charpentier. Founded in 1979 by Christie, Les Arts Florissants has risen to the rank of national icon for its revival and preservation of French musical heritage. Decades later, William Christie continues his work with Les Arts Florissants, staging at least one production per year. He taught as a member of the early music department at the Paris Conservatory for over a decade and now extends his pioneering efforts to the historical performance department at Juilliard. Thank 
Thank you. 
Under the direction of Maestro William Christie, we heard Lézard Florissant performing Audite Omnes et Expanescite, a motet by François Couperin. You can find hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts. HarmoniaEarlyMusic.org On our featured release, ensembles Capilla Flamenca and Ultramontano present vocal and instrumental music by Franco-Flemish composer Heinrich Isaac. Their recording, Ich muss dich lassen, combines sprightly instrumental compositions with motets for solemn occasions, highlighting Isaac's fame as a virtuoso composer and a daring innovator in the realm of contrapuntal style. Today, Isak is known as one of the few composers whose works reflect the cultural cross-currents of his own era. Isak composed vocal polyphony with Flemish, French, German, Italian, and Latin texts. Ora e di Maggio was likely written during his stay in Florence and may have been intended for theatrical usage, while Quis Dabit Capiti Meo Aquam was composed for the funeral of Lorenzo de' Medici. Innsbruck Ich muss dich lassen is considered Isaac's best-known setting, hence the title of the CD. Whether Isaac invented or borrowed its famous melody remains uncertain.
Music by Heinrich Isak, performed by Capilla Flamenca and Ultramontano, under the direction of Dirk Snellings, on the featured release Ich muss dich lassen. Interested in expanding your own early music collection? Each week, we review recordings new and old on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Support for Harmonia is made possible in part by the Crystal Dehan Family Foundation, serving organizations in central Indiana and recognizing the children and families of Crystal House International. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any aspect of this program. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Laura Osterlin. Thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Pashkash, and our staff, David Wood, John Bailey, Janelle Davis, Anna Coogan, and Luann Johnson. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Carrie Boyce is our executive producer, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia. <laughs>